Good morning. Welcome to the Daily Ding. I am your host, Dave DeFore. Happy Wednesday, folks. Joining me today, my good buddy, the Canadian sensation, Justin Rowan. What's up, buddy? Not too much. Uh, a rare, I guess, Wednesday appearance for me. I, yeah. I'm, I'm with that. Yeah. I, I, and this is my normal day. Usually it's me and Trey and the games are terrible. But tonight, I'm the host and the games were decent. Uh, we got Rob Lopez producing this show as always. Coming up on the show, Marcus Gasol and Mike Conley might be on the move. There was almost a fight in Phoenix, and the Raptors won without Kawhi Leonard. But first, the Thunder pick up a huge win. Ah, it's a big win over the Blazers, 123-114 to 114 in Oklahoma City. Paul George with 36-8, four assists, five steals. MV Paul George. Justin, what do you think? <laughs> I I love that you're still pushing that. You know what? It where it's actually getting more interesting because I don't think he's going to get enough momentum for MVP. No, of course but, not. But but I wonder if he would get enough momentum for first team All NBA, especially if LeBron misses. Well, right now he's missed about a third of the season. But let's say he that holds where he missed a third of the season and he plays at this level, wins Defensive Player of the Year uh, in a season where there just really isn't a clear front runner for that. I, I would be interested to see if maybe he could get his way into that conversation more than the uh, MVP Paul George. Well, I think he's in the Defensive Player of the Year conversation, one hundred percent. And uh, with that and the fact that you know if there was a top ten of MVP guys, he's in there. <laughs> um, I mean, let's be honest. I'm just saying, like, if you were to say like grade him one through 10, he's in that top 10. Um, I think that you're right. He's going to make a push for first team all NBA. I mean, it's just, it's so huge that Oklahoma city was able to keep him. Uh, Russell Westbrook with a triple double tonight. So he had a good game, 29 points, 14 assists, 10 rebounds, got into it a little bit with Nurkic, got into it a little bit with Lillard, got into it a little bit with the rim actually had a really nice dunk. Looks like you know, I don't know. Maybe his knee's not hurting as bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a bad game for uh, Russell Westbrook. I feel like every time I'm on the ding, I'm talking about him getting into it with some player. Uh, but this time he managed to get the the ball into the bucket, which is, is nice. It didn't take him a, a ton of attempts to get his 29 points. Uh, managed to turnovers pretty well. Only five turnovers to 14 assists. That's really good from him. Um, this is the Russell Westbrook that they need. And um, when him and Paul George are playing at this level, they, they can beat anybody. And as you mentioned before, this is a really, really big win for them. Yeah. They've had a rough stretch as of late. And a lot of that is because of Russ being up and down so much this season. Paul George has been great, but this team can hit a whole nother level. If they can get what they expect out of Russell Westbrook, uh, Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum combined for 65 points. Uh, Nurkic had 22 outside of that, man, they just don't get a lot. I feel like they might be buyers at the trade deadline. Is there anyone out there that they could possibly snag that that could fill a hole for them? I don't know, Dave. Uh, Are there like two big names that came onto the trade market today or anything like that? Uh, I'm I'm not too sure. (laughs) I don't know if they could add Marcus Saul or Mike Conley to this roster. No, Um, they they need more salary. They need more salary. That's I think that's what's going on with the Blazers, man. Yeah, I, I wonder if if they might kick the tires on uh, Terrence Ross or someone like that. I mean, they, you know, they could add some more scoring and it would not hurt them at all. Um, For sure. You, know, you think there's any of, chance? Sorry to cut you off. No, go you ahead. Think there's any chance of like a CJ McCollum trade? Because I, I mean, you talk to the people that are around the Blazers and and there's just that sense. Uh, shout out to our guy, uh, Danny Morang, that 
the the duo has kind of run its course and that's kind of their big major chip. I, I'd be interested to see if they really shake things up and, and move McCollum. If he's kind of one of those sleeper guys that nobody really sees coming, getting moved at the deadline, but ends up being kind of the marquee move. You know, uh, he at least is a piece that you could get something for. And there's a chance that maybe they could do like, you know, trade him for two guys that would help him. And that could be, that could be beneficial for them. I mean, you know, Dame is, is the engine of this team and they're going to go with Dame and CJ has been down a lot this year. Like he's not had a good season at all. So I I could see them trying to move. Um, Our friend Dan Morang has been talking about this for like two years though. So, you know, it's (laughs) a little bit overdue uh, according to, to Dan. Um, Yeah, this was, this was a fun game and uh, has playoff implications. I know it's January and it's, it's, you know, it's so early for everyone, but Matt Moore, but the truth is with the West, it gets late. So early as I keep saying on every single podcast and wins like this matter quite a bit. No, uh, absolutely. Hey guys, it's Wednesday. And that means it's the back-to-back Wednesday challenge on FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash B2B. That's the letter B, the number two, the letter B sign up, deposit five bucks and get $5 bonus in your bank from FanDuel. And you can play with other back-to-back listeners this Wednesday and every Wednesday. Shout out to last week's winner, Ilya, who joined us on the mailbag last Friday. If you win this week, You'll join us on a future mailbag. That's that simple. So go to fanduel.com slash B2B and sign up for the back-to-back Wednesday challenge. In news, the Grizzlies are now open to trading Mark Gasol and Mike Conley. This from Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN. He broke the news earlier uh, last evening. Uh, they they had a, a meeting with the owners last week, Justin, and um that's never a good thing. When, when your two star players go to meet the owner, nothing good going to come of it. Either the coach is getting fired or those guys are getting moved. And it looks <laughs> like these guys may get moved. Yeah, it's, it's the end of an era. Uh, obviously the grit and grind era has kind of come to a close uh, probably years prior, but um, those two and the team being open to moving them, that that's kind of really waving the white flag. I'm going to be interested to see kind of what the market is. I mean, um, it, I know it's not possible, but I would love theoretically to see those two move together just because they, they are tied in so many ways and they've played so much of their career together. Um, but just the return that they'd get, I, I just can't imagine there being too strong of a market given their respective salaries and ages. Um, but the team clearly needs to kind of hit the reset, build around triple J and uh, kind of go from there. Yeah. And when you look around at, at who could use a Mike Conley, there are a lot of teams like I think Indiana could really use them. Uh, New Orleans could really use them uh, in particular because they just don't have anyone outside of holiday and, and Anthony Davis. Um, Mark Gasol is where it gets trickier. There are a lot of centers out there. He's got, a, you know, a player option this summer that he can exercise for 25 million. Um, my guess is that he would want to opt out and sign a longer deal, like three years, you know, I don't know, 58 million, 60 million, something like that. I mean, you know, take a discount, (laughs) you know, at least one year discount. Um, do you, do you see the Lakers getting in the mix for either one of these guys? That's that's the real story here. I, the, the Lakers seem uninterested in hitting a single double or a triple at any point here. Uh, they, they seem to be wanting to hold their assets, hoping for a, a home run. And 
if there's a decent move that's available, but it, it cuts into their future cap, I don't think that uh, that's something that they have much interest in at all. Um, they, they seem to be going for all or nothing, and uh, we'll, we'll see if it works out for them. But I, I just don't think Marcus or Mike Conley really moves the needle for them. Well, speaking of needles, uh, Anthony Davis might have a broken finger. He might be out two to four weeks. Uh, that's from Yeesh. Sham Sharania of The Athletic. Uh, according to his agent, Rich Paul, he may have a volar plate avulsion fracture, which does not sound good. Um, he's seeing a hand specialist trade deadlines coming up. Uh, we've been talking about Anthony Davis being traded for like, I don't know, a year and a half at this point. To me, the most likely scenario is that he gets moved this summer because that's when you can get everyone's best offer, including Boston. Um, yeah. What does this mean for the Pelicans in their playoff hopes? Uh, they're dead. Um, I, I just don't see any way that you recover in a Western conference this competitive. Um, I, I agree with your assessment. I don't think he gets moved this summer. Um, I, I think the first time that they would even begin to entertain that uh, would be uh, this coming summer. Did I say this summer? You said this summer. I, yeah, I said this summer twice. That's great. Uh, this season, I don't think it gets traded. I think they entertain it this summer. I think for now, it'd be interesting to see what they could kind of do with some of those expiring contracts that they have. Julius Randle being one of them, Alfred Payton, um, and maybe just kind of bottom out the season. Uh, take Let Anthony Davis take his time. Maybe you get some lottery luck, and potentially that could help you pitch him on, on a future in new Orleans. I, I don't know if it's going to work, but I just can't see any other possible route to, to keep them here. If they weren't owned and run by a football front office, I would say you go to Anthony Davis and you say, dude, do you want to stay or do you want to go? And if you want to go, where do you want to go? And then you work from there. Um, I don't know if that's happened yet. I get the feeling it hasn't because we haven't heard about it and you know how all these things work. So I think that, uh, come, come July 1st, we're going to be hearing a lot about Anthony Davis and, and potentially like Jason Tatum at that. If I'm, if I'm guessing correctly, yeah. If everyone else is also guessing correctly, Mm -hmm. because no one could beat Jason Tatum. No. And, and you know, my take, I think, uh, Philly should flip and beat for Anthony Davis, but that's another discussion for another day. Whoa, 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 whoa. Flames. Flames. No. Oh. Marinate on that. Hey, back-to-back listeners, perhaps you missed the live show in Los Angeles this month, and perhaps you've missed the one in New York a couple months before, and you're really wanting to go, and you live on the East Coast, or you live on the West Coast, and you've got some travel points and some sky miles. Well, go to Boston Saturday, March 2nd, at the end of the Sloan Analytics Conference. The Middle East in Boston is where we're having the show. Tickets are still on sale to the general public. No VIP. That's been sold out, but we still have a few general admission available. Uh, you can get your tickets through the Count the Dings Twitter or Jade Hoy's Twitter page, uh, but you don't want to miss this show. If you missed it, if you're in New York and you want to come back for the experience, it's just a short little little drive or short little train ride. So go to Boston's live show, our live show, March 2nd, Saturday, end of Sloan Analytics Conference in at the Middle East. Uh, it's going to be a great time. Always come. Going through the remaining games of the night, the Toronto Raptors without Kawhi, he's resting uh, for load management, defeat the Sacramento Kings, the upstart Kings, 120 to 105 in Toronto. Uh, Kings were really, really strong in the first half. The Raptors took over in the third. Uh, De'Aaron Fox also uh, resting for the Kings, so that made a difference. Kyle Lowry with 19 and 9. Fred Van Vliet with 19, 7 and 7. Marvin Bagley had a really nice game 22 points, 11 rebounds. Uh, Justin, 
How are you on the Raptors? And, and do you think that this uh, load management thing, is, is this maybe a little bit extreme? I mean, he's missed three games in a row now. I think it's a little bit extreme, but at the same time, the Raptors do have a very impressive medical staff there. And, and I, I think if it's something where Kawhi and the trainers are on the same page and have a mutual understanding there, and this is something that uh, Kawhi is pushing for, uh, I, I think obviously that's a smart thing. You want to build that relationship. You want to build that confidence and that really um, and kind of manage the relationship. Um, Cause that was just such a big part of how things fell apart in San Antonio. Um, my concern the, the only load management that I'm really concerned about still is Kyle Lowry and, and how his back is going to uh, hold up because that's been a lingering issue throughout the season. You've seen it affect his mobility. He's still so good at managing the game and running a team um, that he has an impact even in a limited state and, and a significant impact at that. But I, I just think that that would be my biggest concern for them moving forward, not necessarily the load management of uh, Kawhi Leonard. In Dallas, the Clippers continue to stink, uh, even though they beat the Spurs the other night. Uh, they lose to the Mavs, 106-98. to 98. Dennis Smith Jr., he's back. And him and Carlisle <laughs> getting along, 17 points in his return to the starting lineup. Patrick Beverly with 16 and 9 rebounds. DeAndre Jordan actually pretty active tonight after being called out on video the other day on the internet. 13 points, 16 rebounds. Harrison Barnes, 20 points, and a huge three at the end to really ice the game. Uh, Luca with 17, seven rebounds, six assists, one ripped jersey, and 0 for 8 from three. This was like a bad, bad Luca game. And uh, Justin, it looks very similar to another player on the Mavs roster. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny how a bad Luka game looks suspiciously like a great Dennis Smith Jr. breakout game. Um, it, it's just a testament to how good Luka Dantich really is, um, that even when he's struggling like this, he still finds a way to have an impact. I mean, if Colin Sexton put up 17 points, seven rebounds and six assists, I'd be podcasting on my podcast, the chase down podcast, which you can check out anywhere um, that this was a breakthrough game. This is fantastic. It's signs of growth. Uh, but for Luka Dantich, I mean, this, the, the fact that this is the type of game that'll get him to rip his Jersey and, and get frustrated um, should make you smile. If you're a Mavericks fan. Yeah. Um, Dennis Smith, I, I see, I might be higher on Dennis Smith than just about anybody. And I think that if the Mavs were to move him, it would be a mistake. Uh, first of all, I think most teams that give up on young point guards super early, I, I think that they're making a mistake. Look at all these guys that we're watching, whether it's Emmanuel Moutier or D'Angelo Russell or whoever that like in year four or five are figuring it out. Well, with Luca, this is year four for his pro career. And, and it's easy to lose sight of that because he's 19. But the truth is that seasoning really matters. And I think I think Dennis Smith is going to be fine. And I actually think him and Luca could be really good next to each other. No, I, I definitely agree. And I just don't think that the market for Dennis Smith Jr. is going to make it worthwhile. Like, I just think it'd be too big of a gamble. But um, I think ultimately it's going to come down to whether or not they can get on the same page. Because if Dennis Smith Jr. just wants out and that's the bottom line and and the relationship with Carlisle has soured, which is something we've seen with a few guards in the past already, um, it, it might be one of those situations where the Mavericks are forced into a decision that they might eventually regret. Hey, Mavericks, if you're listening, give Memphis a call. I think Mike Conley would be really, really nice next to Luka Doncic. 
in Phoenix, the Timberwolves dust the Suns, who are barely a basketball team at this point, 118 to 91. I, actually, that's not true. I, I'm a little bit harsh on the Suns. Uh, <laughs> they've they've at least shown a little bit of fight as of late. Uh, the Wolves kind of own this one from the start. Carl Anthony Towns is a monster game. 25 points, 18 rebounds, seven assists. Josh Kogi, who I love moving up my Danny Green All-Stars list, 21 points. Josh Jackson had 27 off the bench. Uh, Devin Booker was ejected in the fourth quarter after getting into it with uh, Gorgie Jang. And uh, apparently Jang wanted him to meet him in the back. Booker was uh, kind of trying to run off the court. I don't know if there was a little bit of pantomime involved, uh, but he had a, it looked like he was doing some sprint training with the, with the security <laughs> guy who was holding him around the waist. It seemed like you guys wanted to meet up in the hallway after that happened, or did, you guys, did everybody keep us separated, or what happened back there? Yeah, we wanted, I wanted to just exchange jersey with him. What? Swap jersey with him. <laughs> That's all I needed, nothing else. I just wanted to swap jersey with him, but nothing else. Um, you know, that was, that, was a, that was a really cool holding me back, Justin. Yeah, that that was a cool hold me back. I guarantee you that that is going to be used in gifts and memes for the next little while because that that is a very reusable one. Um, other than that, really not a whole lot interesting to talk about this game. Uh, Gerald uh, Jared Bayless made a, a bit of a resurgence here with 14 points. Uh, he he was big for uh, the Wolves early on when they were kind of struggling to pull away from the Suns. And then Carl Anthony Towns played like. Phoenix didn't have a center in the lineup, which they did not. Uh, he just went absolutely off. So uh, obviously a good win for the wolves, but uh, again, it, it's hard to get any meaning out of this game. Uh, shouts to dragon bender who, uh, while looking lost for the entirety of his career up to this point in the last two games actually looked like a basketball player. Is a guy that it's very hard for me to abandon because uh, I've seen him play, you know, in, in international competition and he's looked so good. Um, I don't think he's an NBA player, but Hey, you know what? He's been decent in the last two games. Yeah. Good for you, man. Good for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good for you too. It's good for me. Good for me. <laughs> and now to the line of the night. Uh, MVP candidate, Paul George, 36 points, eight rebounds, four assists, five steals, and a win against Portland. Russell Westbrook, 29, 14 assists, 10 rebounds, that triple double and a win against Portland. Damian Lillard with 34, eight assists, five steals in a loss or Carl Anthony towns with 25, 18 rebounds and seven assists. Justin, who you got? You know what? I'm going to pivot from my normal brand and I'm going to give it to Russell Westbrook. You know what? This was a good game for him. As I mentioned, he's been struggling a lot recently. Uh, he, he was a fish and he took care of the basketball and uh, w- was a big part of this win. We got to make triple doubles great again. Uh, I'm not going near that. No, 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 no. We got to make a matter again. Uh, that's going to be the, the end of the show, guys. Uh, make sure you like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash count the ding. Subscribe to the back-to-back podcast feed. We dropped a new basketball buds yesterday that we actually did as a live show for Patreon subscribers. So go subscribe to the Patreon and get all the live video. You guys get to see my beautiful beard. You get to see Waz making faces. You get to see Ethan Strauss's baby sometimes. You, you never know what's going to happen on a live video basketball buds. Uh, we're dropping a new nerd she wrote tomorrow. We've got a new mailbag coming on Friday. Don't forget to subscribe to the black opinions matter Monday feed. You can find that on any podcasting platform. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review this podcast, the daily ding, as well as all of our feeds on the back to back network. 
Kian Fahey's NFL pod, The Interceptable, The House of Strauss, and Pack Your Knives. Uh, thank you guys for waking up with us. Justin, can you send us home? Ding, ding. 